I'm sitting here minding my own business. I was actually editing uh, our last episode's Micronations. And just out of nowhere, Morgan fucking rings me on the telephone. Like, he didn't even text me beforehand to ask if it was okay to ring me. It was fucking weird. Like, I thought it was an emergency. I picked up straight away. I'm like, oh, what's wrong, man? He's like, he was just ringing to shoot the shit. Wow. Freaked me out. That's it's weird. It's like rocking up at someone's house and ringing the doorbell instead of texting them here. <laughs> <laughs> Only 90s kids were around. <laughs> You're a fucking sociopath, Morgs. Alright, that was Blake Shelton with Boys Round Here. And the boys around here are buying lottery tickets, hoping to win a big. Today <laughs> we're talking about the lottery. What are the odds of winning? Do you actually want to win it, considering what happens to many big winners? We'll go through some famous cases. My name is Morgan. I'll be your host. I'm joined, as always, by Lucky Lucky. Hello. And Bad Luck Brad. Hello. <laughs> Get wrecked. Uh. How are we tonight, guys? Feeling lucky, punks? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, on a, I'm on a hot streak. <laughs> I'm always feeling lucky. Yeah, I can't wait to drop some maths on uh, you guys tonight. It's gonna I be- can't wait to see you go... Just full-blown robot so that everyone understands <laughs> just what we deal with on a daily basis. <laughs> okay, before I crack into these numbers, Lachlan, do you want to uh, crack open a cold one with the boys? It's time to crack open a cold one with the boys. Now, I'm sure you've heard of Powerball, which is uh, a kind of lottery. Tonight, I'm doing the Power Beer because... <laughs> Because uh, I don't know what I've got, so I don't know if I'm going to be a winner. Oh, what? Yeah, I uh, I sent my beautiful wife, Ashley, down to the bottle shop this afternoon. And I said, I want you to buy me a beer. I don't want to know what it is. Just buy me something and I'm going to take it out of the paper bag and see what it is now. Uh, it is a Blue Moon Belgian White Style wheat ale. <laughs> mm. uh, brewed with Valencia orange peel. Oh. It is 1.4 standard drinks. And uh, whilst it's called a Belgian what, you would assume that it comes from Belgium. But it, in fact, comes from uh, New South Wales. Yeah, there you go. And uh, mm. this company is owned by Coca-Cola Amatil. Very interesting. Interestingly enough. Mm. Uh, so I'm going to give it a go. All right. All right. Oh. That was a very, very that, weak pop. That was lackluster to say the least. Oh, bit of a glug. Yeah. That's not bad, actually. Oh, oh really? Oh, it doesn't mind the weep is. Very mm. interesting. I'd, um, I'd call that like a, a Division 3, Division 4 win. <laughs> 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 Not quite a joke, but definitely was a division one. But I didn't waste my money. I would, I'd <laughs> take a division three or four. That's not bad. It's like it's when you win just enough money to buy the next ticket. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they get you. Yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah, today we're talking all about the lottery, and this is something that I've wanted to talk about for a while because playing the lottery is not <laughs> a good idea. 
And I legitimately believe this. If you win, you actually probably don't want to win because having that much money all of a sudden is probably going to do more harm than good. So We, um, of course, are good journalists and remain impartial. <laughs> uh, just chasing the facts. All right. So, I've got some stats here. So, one third of lottery winners end up declaring bankruptcy, apparently. I saw this number floated around uh, a few places, 30%, one in three, sometimes saying yeah. declaring bankruptcy you know, uh, at some point, some say after five years. As Meatloaf once said, 283 ain't bad. Yeah, and uh, it's a lot easier to get stats on Americans than Australians here. So the average American person spends $206 per year on the lottery, and half of Americans play the state lottery lottery at least once a year. That's crazy. That's what that two hundred and six dollars yearly. That's way more than I would have thought. Yeah, four dollars a week it adds up, I guess, if you're playing every way. Mm. You know. Um, all right. Well, uh, everything's bigger in America, of course. The biggest ever jackpot win was one point five eight seven billion dollars. <laughs> Jesus, that so is this was, fuck off money. This was won by three people. And uh, they got $328 million cash each. And oh. if you're at home doing some Big Shack style quick maths. Two plus two is four. Minus one, that's three quick maths. <laughs> <laughs> then you'll notice that $1.6 million divided by three should be a little bit more than $328 million. So in America, they declare the jackpot as the annuity value. Meaning that if you took the money in smaller lump sum payments every year instead of one giant lump sum payment right at the time. So, if you get it as an annuity, you'll get $1.6 billion over 30 years. But if you take it on the day, you get $983 million in cash. That's what these people opted for. So, they each got $328 million cash. Now, of course, I'll, I'll go through the taxes of that later. But <laughs> when the when the jackpot is listed, it's higher than the cash value that you can get on the day that you win the lottery. So, yeah. the highest individual uh, was a <laughs> 1.537 billion jackpot. So, very close to the highest jackpot. This time, $1.537 billion was won by one person with one ticket. Oh, uh, they took the Jesus. cash value prize, which was $878 million. Oh, oh my um, God. They lost <laughs> nearly half of it. Yeah, that's a $700 million hit there, isn't it? Well, it's over 30 years with the annuity. Like, you'd, yeah. if they take it today, it would probably be worth that if they invested it, you know, properly in 30 years. So, it's it's the same amount. It's just the, the way they get away with the, the jackpot amount is saying, yeah, it's basically $1.6 billion if you don't touch it for 30 years because oh. yeah. of the investment. So, um, yeah, the highest uh, jackpot ever in Australia was $112 million. That was shared by four people in 2012. And the highest individual was $107 billion, and that was on Powerball actually just a few months ago at the start of this year. Yeah, I remember that. Everyone was hyped. Those are rookie numbers. We've got to pump those numbers up. Pump those numbers (laughs) up. Here in Australia. (laughs) Mm. Um, But one big advantage we have in Australia over America is that we do not pay taxes on lottery winnings. Mm. Land of the free, my ass. (laughs) Yeah. So, (laughs) in America- 
They went to war over taxes and they're accepting this bullshit. (laughs) I'd be fucking pierced. Yeah, in America, lottery winnings are taxed just as regular income. So the federal tax man takes up to 37% and then the state tax man takes up to uh, 8.82% more depending on how new york your state is and then the <laughs> local tax man depending on which county you live in the local tax man may take his cut as well and uh that's that's just to get the money um, oh. of course you'll be of course you'll be taxed on everything you buy with your winnings too most states have uh sales tax and uh extra taxes on certain goods as well so uh you pay taxes in the state which you are a resident not in the state which you bought the ticket so there is no avoiding new york's crazy taxes even if you live near the border of a more sensible state wow taxation is theft changed by bond yeah <laughs> in this case it absolutely is that's it's it's crazy crazy that they can take that much what 37% and then you've got maybe a potentially is it eight percent of what you have left, or eight percent of the full amount beforehand? Yeah, eight percent of the full amount beforehand. Oh, so you get fucked 8.8%. once, and then they they don't even spit on it, and then they fuck you again. <laughs> yeah, just raw dogging. <laughs> oh. New York's oh. the worst for it because there are so many places in uh, New York City, like around that area, where there's there's like big um, taxes for the the local tax as well. Mm. So it's you just get it. They triple dip. They oh. triple dip on you. Um, so yeah, the oh, triple uh, dicked, yeah, triple penetration. <laughs> no, I'm saying the infamous <laughs> triple penetration. <laughs> the uh, the first U.S. lottery was in 1934 in Puerto Rico, if that counts. And of course, it doesn't. So therefore, the real first, the real the first U.S. Puerto Rico. <laughs> the real first U.S. lottery was in New Hampshire in 1964. The live free or die state might act. Do they still? Because they, they're pretty low on taxes, aren't they? The New yeah. Hampshire. Yeah. Oh so yeah. You'd want to win you, in New Hampshire. You don't pay. Um, you, state there's tax. no there's no income state tax in yep. New Hampshire, and you don't pay. There's no extra. There's no so they tax only, on lottery winnings either. They only so. you only pay the federal tax there. Yeah, still got yep. better federal. Yeah. Still get, still get over by singular dicked, but not double or triple dicked. Thanks, Obama. Um, <laughs> so, there's, there's no lottery in Utah or Alabama for religious objections. The Mormons in Utah and the uh, Protestants in Alabama. Oh, of like course, because Jesus hated gambling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Nevada actually bans the lottery as well. Uh, really? They- they ban it thinking that allowing it would decrease casino revenues. So, that's what they say. Um, that's fair. Weird. Mississippi actually had the same reason for banning the lottery as well. They have a lot of casinos in Mississippi, but they passed a law last year to allow it. And the first draws start this year, 2019. Uh, oh, all, their, all their casinos are on uh, paddle stand boats, from what I understand. <laughs> <laughs> from, yeah, Adventures of Huckleberry Finn. On the Mississippi. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there's no lottery in Alaska and Hawaii. Uh, most other states who originally banned it caved to peer pressure because their residents were driving interstate to get tickets. But you don't really have that problem if you uh, if you're running Alaska or Hawaii. They can't really <laughs> go anywhere else to get tickets. Um, so oddly enough, most states put the tax they make from the lottery into public health or public schools or something like that. Presumably as a way to say, uh, you know, we know this 
money is ill-gotten, but at least it's going to a good cause. Yeah. Uh, they think that's- They must think their residents are stupid, though, and don't understand that tax money is all fungible. It's kind of ridiculous to say that. It would be like me telling my girlfriend, hey, I bought you these flowers with the money I made between 1.40pm and 2.15pm today. That's where I got the money. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is actually ridiculous, isn't it? Saying, oh, no, and this- Unless they put it in a separate account or some sort of separate holding area, you know. But I just don't but still, see the yeah, necessities of the necessities. Yeah, they're going to pay it from somewhere. It doesn't matter if they're saying, "Oh, this is from the tax." You know, yeah, this is. From I, I the don't lottery. think that they're doing that. I'm just saying that if they had like the if they kept the receipts, you know, they were like, "Yep, we can point this school costs, you know, for forty million dollars." Here you go. Here's the receipts where it came directly out of the <laughs> the, the lottery account. You know. Yeah. Uh, um, and residents of states that don't allow lotteries can still purchase tickets for national lotteries, but will have to go interstate to buy tickets. You don't even have to be a US citizen to buy tickets, actually, mm-hmm. uh, but you have to purchase them in person. You can only buy tickets from a licensed retailer. Some of these retailers will sell online, but only to residents of their state. So, if you want to get around that, then there are third-party companies that exist that will buy a ticket for you with yep. a markup, of course. Uh, I reckon once some random guy in Asia wins a few hundred million in a US lottery using a third-party ticket buyer, then there will be a, a huge outrage in the <laughs> yeah. United States, and they'll either pass a law meaning you have to be an American citizen or resident, or if they don't, people from all over the world will start playing and the fucking jackpots will get really out of hand. <laughs> yeah, I've I've seen these. There's apps you can you can use like the Oslotto app that offers you know um, tickets in in American lotteries. I've seen them before, and yeah, they say that a third party person will purchase it on your behalf. Mm. Yeah, yeah. There, there's it's actually a little bit more complex than that. The way mm. they do it here in Australia, those companies that offer uh, the American um, you know lottery tickets tickets they're not they're not selling you a ticket. What you're actually doing is you are betting on the winning numbers. Yeah. And say it's a billion dollar jackpot. The odds that they will give you is a billion to whatever the ticket costs, $10 or something. So, yeah, $100 million to 10 Yeah. Um, yeah. So, because for some reason there's some legal issue with, you know, they can't actually sell you a ticket. Ah. Um, so, they yeah, they get around it by saying- we're not selling you a ticket. You're betting on the odds of the numbers that you would have selected on the ticket. Yep. Yeah, so they they collect the ticket so, or something, and then they just yeah. pay you out that way. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. 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 I because I I have seen them like and and they always made like American Mega Draw nine hundred eighty two million dollars and I'm like what the yeah. fuck. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's crazy. It's like uh, Jeff Goldblum in Jurassic Park. You know, capitalism finds a way. Yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, do you have, do you guys ever play the lottery? Have you ever played the lottery? Would you play the American lottery if the jackpot was high enough? Yes, yes, and yes. I've played the oh, lottery right. maybe less than ten times in my entire life. Oh yeah, I don't. It's not a regular thing. Yeah. I just um, whenever it gets up to like twenty million or more, I just you know I buy whatever the cheapest ticket is just to just to have a go. You never know. Yeah, I might get a, lucky. Have a flutter. Have a flutter. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I've usually done it in syndication. Like there'll be. Oh, I was used to work in an office, and people were like, "Oh, lottery's at a hundred million. Let's a all terrible, get tickets." Terrible office. Yeah. Uh, yes, yes. Lachlan would know. Um, and yeah, we like people would go around and gather up money, and they'd buy as many tickets with that the amount, and just call it a syndicate. 
and split it, you know, however, wh- whatever way you contributed. So, you know, yeah. say someone puts 60 bucks in, someone put 30 bucks in, you know, whatever. Um, and usually you'd probably make enough money to buy another couple of tickets if, but yeah, I did. Yeah, that's, on, that's how they get you. I did do the bet on the American one once just for funsies through an app. I had to download the app. And it was like, yeah, like 18 bucks or something like that for a chance at winning like a billion dollars. And I was like, meh, may as well. <laughs> you like those odds? I like those odds. I like that Fair return enough. anyway. Could you imagine the outrage in America if oh, some absolutely. from Geelong in Australia won the US lottery <laughs> for a billion dollars? Oh, it'd be so delicious. A bummer in a fucking days. country. America would immediately <laughs> declare war on Australia. <laughs> I'd have the- my um my parents used to do like a, I guess you'd call it a syndication with two other couples just every week. That's like they just all paid the same amount every week, and they just always buy a ticket with the same numbers. Um, and they would always they wouldn't win every week, but every time they won, it would just be enough money to buy like the next four, five, six weeks worth of tickets. Yeah, so. Yeah. Like, they, they always broke even. I don't think they do it anymore, but for years and years and years, they were just always breaking even because all the money that they ever won, they just used to buy more tickets yeah, over yeah. and over again. And then right as that was running out, they would win more. Yeah. Almost as if it's rigged to keep people playing. <laughs> Lottery well, they conspiracy. There's a they hot take have, for you. They wouldn't have broken even. They would have lost money. Like You don't up. know that. That's right. You don't know that. Yeah, I don't know that. Yeah. That's your assumption, Luke. Um. Okay. So, do you want to go through some odds? Guys? Yeah. Hit me with some odds. I can't wait for this because you know, right. in uh, in America, the Mega Millions US, uh, the balls are numbered one through seventy. Five numbers are drawn without replacement, and then an additional ball is drawn from a set of balls numbered one through twenty-five. A different set of balls. So. In this way, there are 302,575,350 combinations of those numbers that can come up. Okay, so the the population in America is about 330 million. So, if every single person in America bought a ticket, you would expect one of them to win. Doesn't Mm -hmm. mean one of them would win, but that's what you expect. Uh, In the Powerball... Powerball is very, very similar, almost exactly the same. In fact, it's, uh, again, five numbers are drawn, but this time it's 1 to 69 instead of 1 to 70. And then the additional ball, the Powerball. <laughs> 69. <laughs> the Powerball itself is uh, taken from uh, a set of balls numbered 1 through 26 instead of 1 through 25. And there are 292 million combinations of this. So, slightly better to win Powerball, although uh, historically Mega Millions has usually had slightly higher jackpots, presumably because the lower odds means the uh, jackpot climbs higher. In Australia, Oz Lotto, seven balls are taken from the set of numbers 1 through 45, and there are about 45 million combinations of that. So, much more likely to win the Australian lottery here, about uh, six times more likely than the American one, yep. although our jackpots are obviously considerably much lower. lower. Yep. Yeah. And then uh, we also have Powerball here in Australia. Seven numbers are taken from the numbers 1 through 35, and then a Powerball is taken from the numbers 1 to 20. There are 135, about 135 million combinations. Oh. So Powerball, much less likely than Oslo. So, like three times. Yeah, almost, yeah. yeah. Um, um, 
Okay, so there are about 330 million people in the US, as I said. If everyone bought a ticket, then you would think someone would have to win, surely. This Mega Millions, 302 million combinations, 330 million Americans. Surely, if everyone bought a ticket, if there was one (laughs) ticket for every American, someone would have to win, don't you think? I'm going to go with a no because of the way you're building up. (laughs) It's not true. There's still a good one-third chance that nobody wins uh, because... Some people can buy the same combinations as other people. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's Everyone would have to buy a different combination. Individual tickets, yeah. 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 If every yeah. unique combination was bought, then um, yes. But still, one third, there's a one third chance that nobody wins the jackpot. Even if every, you know, there's one ticket per combination possible. Mm. Um, yeah. And that's quite interesting. And I said it's about one. Hang on. 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 Just hold up. You just said there's a one-third chance somebody doesn't- uh, One-third chance nobody wins mm-hmm. if someone buys a ticket for every combination possible. How's that? How's no, that no. If correct? there's as many tickets sold as there are yeah. combinations. Yeah. That's better. Sorry. Be more precise. Yeah. Thank um, you. So, I said it's about one in three. It's actually one over E, where E is Euler's number, a transcendental number. It's about 2.71. And it's doesn't one of the- real. <laughs> <laughs> That's it is a math joke. <laughs> It's one of the it's one of the magic numbers in maths, like uh, pi. It's a transcendental number. It's irrational. It has non-repeating uh, decimals with no code or pattern, and uh, it's a famous number by Euler. And if you work out the probability, you can see that it actually um, matches the uh, the power series expression for Euler's number e. So, how do you figure out? what the odds are that nobody wins, you would say the probability that any given ticket doesn't win is 302,575,349 divided by 302,575,350. Because there's a 1 in 302,575,350 chance that it does win. So, you get that probability, multiply it by the same thing next time because the next ticket has the same probability. And again and again and again, you do that 302,575,350 times. Well, what you're really doing is 1 minus 1 over n to the power of n, which is exactly what e is if you take n to infinity. So, the closer that n gets to infinity, here you've got 302 million, which is, uh, you know, not quite infinity, but it's quite high. It's almost exactly one on E. Isn't that crazy? Lottery in the lottery, Euler's number comes up. All right. So, we might as well wrap it up there because I'm sure every single person listening turned off after that. So, thank you, uh, everyone, for listening. Uh, You can find us at (laughs) bradisabadperson.com. Okay. Um, So, what you're telling me, Morgs, is that there's a chance. Okay, I've I've um I've never played the lottery before, and I, I no I I haven't. My parents have, but I I haven't, and I can't. And the reason I can't is because if I walked into you can, a, it's easy. You just go to the news agent. You say <laughs> I want a ticket. They'll sort you out right there. If I, easy. If if I walked into the news agents and they were going to print a ticket for me at random, because of course they would do that. Mm-hmm. You can also choose your numbers, right? Yes. Yes. Correct. Well. <laughs> There is absolutely no reason that any random sequence of numbers is more likely to come up than the sequence 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. 
So, <laughs> logically, there would be no reason for me not to choose 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. In fact, if I didn't choose it, it would be me betraying my maths knowledge. Why is that sequence less like more like more less likely to come up than any other sequence? Mm. So, I would have to choose those numbers. But the person behind the counter would look at me like I'm a fucking psychopath. So, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> because you are. Yeah, you are. <laughs> I, so you- I will pay for you to go and buy a ticket with the numbers 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. <laughs> You'll buy the ticket. I will buy the ticket. Um, so Brad, <laughs> as as the least uh, mathematical of the three of us, yes. oh, do you agree with Brad, my? Are you okay? No, no, I'm fine with it. <laughs> After that sick burn, <laughs> do you agree with my statement there that the numbers one, two, three, four, five, six, seven are as likely to come up as any other set of numbers? Yeah, I understand it absolutely, but I would also like to see if that has ever actually come up. That would be hella funny. It has not. Yeah. No one has ever won on sequential numbers. Oh, there you go. Um, yeah, I understand that they are just as likely to come up as, you know, 21, 17, 32, 6, 5, you know, whatever. Two more. 19 and 11. Okay. <laughs> I agree. That's yeah. a correct statement. Yeah. <laughs> I, I understand it. You, you would never do it, though. That's the thing. Why? I, I don't know. I don't know. Why? It just seems weird. Why? I don't know. What's it? What's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven? How is it that seems more weird? Counterintuitive than- to not hit the board in more areas, even though logically it doesn't make any sense. Like, makes no difference. My argument would be because it's never happened before in the history of mm. lottery. No one has ever won with sequential numbers. So, despite the fact that yeah, but the if you, maths if- is sound, it's it's obviously somehow. By I don't know by the power of fucking God or something, probabilities it's less likely to happen because it's never happened. Mm. <laughs> no, that's not true. If you got your <laughs> ticket, <laughs> if you got your ticket and I saw the seven numbers you chose, I'd go, "Hey, Lachlan, those seven numbers have never come up before, so you shouldn't have picked them. In fact, you should have picked the seven numbers that came up last week because they're the hot numbers." You are like a Fucking human idiot. insurance firm. Like, you just suck the fun out of everything with your fucking statistics and probabilities and calculated risks. Well, because you've got to be in it to win it, all right? <laughs> so before the show, Morgan and I spoke today before the show, and Morgan said to me specifically, I bet Brad says you've got to be in it to win it. Absolutely. <laughs> Advice to live And I think, Brad, you trolled me with that before when yes, I absolutely. made a public service announcement post to uh, all of my <laughs> friends on Facebook because the, the, Melbourne, the Melbourne Cup was running like the most ridiculous it was the first uh, scam of all time. Yeah, it was something. There were two. There was like Ladbrokes and um, it was, some other. It was Tom Waterhouse, were, I believe. It was yeah, there two. And one of them was like, if you pick the top 15 horses in order in the Melbourne Cup, you'll win a million dollars. And you only have to pay a dollar. It was, to, it was the uh, top 10, wasn't it? No, one of them was top 10 and one yeah. of them was top 15. Okay, so yeah, yeah. But anyway, it only costs a dollar to play and you can win a million dollars. And yeah. I, fig- I figured out the odds and it was like over a trillion to one. Yeah. So it's just a terrible, like, even if you have a dollar to spare, you might as well just fucking throw it in a lake of fire. Mate, you'll be in it to win it. <laughs> Yeah, and after I, after I wrote that on Facebook, there were people that were saying, oh, you know, that's really interesting. You know, um, um, they're probably assuming that people don't know these probabilities and they're going to make a lot of money on this. It's kind of dishonest. 
But of course, you know, you know, free marketeer, I'm, I'm quite happy for them to do it. I just think the public should be informed. And what do you get for informing the public? You get Brad and all these dickhead friends coming onto my post and saying, oh, you got to be in it to win it, boys. <laughs> it was like this giant paragraph of the odds explained in great detail. And I was just like, yeah, i got to comment this. And then a bunch of people jumped on the bandwagon. So. Did you uh, did you get them to, or did they just no no they did their, their own volition because you're an autistic robot. <laughs> the <laughs> human resistance fighting back. Uh, but um, the thing is though, that's not like not every horse is ascribed equal odds. Like you can, you have an idea of how horses are going. You can track performance, and I mean on the day. <laughs> I'm triggered. <laughs> what? Let's trigger now. No, no, no! I'm saying that it's not—it's not as unfair as the lottery. That's all I'm saying. Like, if you had why to- is luck triggered, Brad? Why is luck triggered? I don't know. He's never going to change. <laughs> I give up. You said you have an idea of how the horses are going to perform. <laughs> ah, yeah, I know. I told you before the before Morgs got here. You just have to take me how I am, all right? That's, I'm never changing for you. Love me as I am. Yeah, you don't deserve me no. at my best if you can't handle me at my worst. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's so butter. Look at him. Oh. Um, no, but the... <laughs> the uh, Let's continue. I, I, co- I covered that on my Facebook post there, Brad. Like, even if you could say for, you know, I went through this. Even if you could say, for example, these are the top 15 horses. These are definitely going to finish in the top 15. And, you know, these five are definitely going to finish in the top five. Like, it's still billions to one. Like, it's Yeah, it's no, no, just, I agree. I'm just saying it's yeah. not as... Uh, like, but that's, if you what, had that's to how take- they trick people. Because they go, oh, well, you know, the top 15 horses are probably going to finish in the top 15 places. I can just... Order them. Yeah, well, I think there's like what, like 24, 24 runners in the Melbourne Cup. If you told the, if it was just a random bunch of balls like Powerball or something like that, and you said you have to pick out the first fifteen numbers that'll come out, I'm just saying that the odds are slightly better for the horses because you can chart. Uh, yeah, they're not. They're not even odds. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's not. Everything's not equal. Each each horse doesn't have an even I, chance at winning. Of, and yeah, I getting I agree place. with that. I'm saying even if you make some very liberal assumptions here, the, the odds are still way way out of your favor. Yeah, I know. All right, I think it's time we uh, we get on to some stories of lottery winners, or should we say lottery losers? Oh, Brad, do you wanna, foreshadowing. Brad, do you want to go first? <laughs> I would love to go first. Uh, you got a good one as well, so this will be fun. Yes, so my lottery winner that I found, and he remains a winner to this day, in, <laughs> in a vague sense, uh, is Michael Carroll. And he won the British Lottery uh, in November 2002, and he won £9.7 million. Pounds. Uh, so that's that's about $17.5 million AU dollars. And... <laughs> Okay. I'd take that. Yeah, it's not a small win. It's a decent win. Um, Nothing to turn your nose up at. Yeah, especially in you know, November 2002. Um, and basically, as soon as he won, people were all up in arms because he was a 19-year-old and he was a bit of what they call a lout. So he had, oh. he'd had run-ins with the law before. Um, he basically grew up on the streets. And then he, yeah, in his first time ever playing the lottery as well, by the way, how do you like them odds, Morgs? A real. Uh, 
<laughs> he bought two so, tickets while he was drunk and then found out he won. Um, it's a real uh, rags to riches story. Yeah, rags to riches and then for riches to rags again. Uh, <laughs> so he, he was working as a, a bin man, they call it. So basically collecting Professional garbage. chav. Yep. Um, but yeah, he was working as a bin man, bought these tickets. And, a garbo. Yeah, garbo, basically, garbage man. And won this money and immediately had this terrible relationship with the media because the first thing they were saying was he was gang affiliated and, and all this kind of stuff. And he named himself the King of the Chavs. Uh, the media <laughs> touted him as the Lotto Lout. Oh. Yeah, so he had this huge... Um, didn't even... Like, this is how, how unprepared he was for it. He didn't even have a bank account when he won. So he had to go <laughs> open a bank account to have the money deposited in. So... It's like, I'll take it in cash, please. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Can you just give it to me in cash. <laughs> Basically, Michael Carroll, being the hero that he is, decided to live life like an absolute king. Okay? So, <laughs> the first thing he did was give his mother, his sister, and his aunt a million pounds each. Generous oh, man that he is. Yeah, I know. And then he put 3.9 million pounds into a bond, which was to be set up so that he could live off that for the rest of his life. You know, being the fiscally responsible Sensible. person he is. Remember, Sensible. just just again, November 2002 is when he won. By 2003, he was already into the bond. Um, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so, basically, he was just buying shit left, right, and center. He um, he bought a, a mansion in Swaffham, I hope I'm saying that properly, and immediately upset everyone in the vicinity of him. Uh, he he took this lovely, <laughs> he the huge mansion that he, yeah, basically he bought the mansion money. for 340,000 pounds, spent a further 400,000 on renovations, and then, it out. and then destroyed it within three years. <laughs> he oh, absolutely God. trashed it. Like there was no grass. It was this beautiful, lovely mansion, destroyed all the grass, had all like wrecked cars just sitting in the front yard, was like, <laughs> had a demo derby thing in the backyard, like a, a lot, a field. <laughs> And they would That's smash great. these cars into each other, shoot them with guns, set off fireworks. It was crazy. He got, for their 5th of November celebrations that they have every year, one year, he bought a camper trailer and set that on fire and filled it with fireworks. <laughs> and so, like, it was Is burning. Is this guy actually Bam Margera? Oh, he's, yeah. he's about as fat as him now as well. Um, <laughs> there were just fireworks blowing out of this thing. And every time... He had any contact with the media because he still was having run-ins with the law. He got busted with $1,500 worth of cocaine on the property. Uh, wow. Well, can you blame him? Yeah, exactly. He was, cocaine is a rich man's drug. So, yeah. You know. It was running. Well, he estimates that he spent about 230,000 pounds on cocaine. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. He, he went on over 100 trips to Spain, um, <laughs> briefly went to jail for nine months. Uh, for getting into a fight and putting two people in the hospital. Um, he went on a crazy streak where he drove through the town of Swaffham and shot up the shop fronts with um, ball bearings out of a... <laughs> out of a... What do you call um, A slingshot. He was just driving past in his Mercedes and shooting... <laughs> <laughs> shooting shop fronts. He damaged like 32 windows. Basically, he just burned through all this money and he ended up in prison and he... After he ended up in prison, he, he also was getting threatened by mobsters. So, this is where the downside comes in. So, anyway, as soon as people heard <laughs> about it. It's not all fun and games. Yeah, exactly. As soon as he, <laughs> he won this money, the uh, he had the IRA and other, like, gangsters and mobsters who, you know, he'd sort of run afoul of threatening him for money. And in 2006, the Swaffer Mansion 
Um, he had five of his dogs' throats slit, killed them. Oh, Jesus. And he was blackmailed for 130,000 pounds, which he did pay. Oh. But Blackmail then, him before you kill the dogs. No, they kill the dogs first to make sure he's serious. Oh, they sh- and then the they did nothing wrong. Then they rolled through with shotguns, and they were like, "It'll be your your daughter and your wife next." Um, oh fucking hell! So he paid him one hundred thirty thousand pounds, but then he never yeah, went you back. You don't fuck with the IRA. Yeah, he never went back to the Swaffer Mansion after that. So he just left it, and it was destitute. When when he sold it, it had no windows left. Um, the entire thing was just overgrown. The pool was like a thick sludge. And he Ugh. sold it for £140,000, which is about a £600,000 loss. Uh, but he was <laughs> happy to sell it. Uh, he was pretty stoked, apparently. Um, <clears throat> anyway, basically, by 2013 or 2012, he was completely broke. He'd spent every last penny. He went back onto Job Seekers Allowance. And when he, he's, he's been quoted as saying when he started Job Seekers Allowance, which is basically like our doll, he had 70 pence in his bank account. <laughs> Oh, good God. Well, he was 70 pence richer than before he bought the ticket. Oh, no, he, he had, had a stable in a job account. as a bin man, so he was Yeah, but he had nothing in his dollars. bank account because he didn't have a bank account. Yeah, that's true. You got me there. <laughs> uh, and the life experience is invaluable. Oh, well, that's exactly it. So after he, he, got a, he was on Job Seekers, he got a job in a biscuit factory making £204 a week. And he still was running afoul of uh, people and getting into fights everywhere because people would recognise him. Uh, So he moved to Scotland um, and now works there hauling coal and chopping wood and makes £10 an hour. And he said he's never been happier in his life. He gets people come up to him all the time and they, they say, this is a direct quote from him, people often say to me, what does it feel like to have lost all that money? I tell them I didn't lose it. I spent it. Oh, what <laughs> yeah. a yeah. So he's a total beast. He got super fat right before he got the job <laughs> in the um, in the biscuit factory. But then once he quit there and moved to Scotland and started working chopping coal and um, you know hauling wood and stuff, uh, chopping wood and hauling coal. God, I'm an idiot. Um, he, he shed like five stone, and now you know he's still a portly gentleman, but he looks he's. He must be pretty built because he holds fifty kilo bags around and shit. So he's he, he no, lives he well built, right? More in fat. ten years than everyone could in two lifetimes. Like like I Sounds said, it's like took, a happy ending. Yeah, to he me. took a hundred plus trips to Spain. Um, he gave three million pounds to his family. He spent two hundred thirty thousand pounds on cocaine. Just infinite amounts on uh, on jewelry. He got a custom Mercedes van which said King of the Chavs on the side. Uh, <laughs> what a dickhead. He had hundreds of busted up cars across multiple properties. And then he also drove around in, you know, brand new Jags and BMWs. Each one was about thirty to 50,000 each. Uh, he bought a metric fuck ton of alcohol for all him and his boys. And, like, every, I watched several documentaries about this guy. Every scene he has a stellar artois in his hand. He's just <laughs> pounding beers. Um, he was on another TV show in 2013 where they asked him about it and... He said his favourite part of the whole thing was the orgies. He just used to get prostitutes <laughs> and have yes. mad orgies all the time. And I reckon each prostitute probably cost about $1,000 by the way he was describing it. And he said he <laughs> claims to have bedded close to 4,000 women. So, what an absolute, absolute mad lad. Animal. And <laughs> at his peak, he, was, he boasted to spending £10,000 a day. <laughs> nice. Yeah. He, he was 
the man lived. That's all I can say is I, a lot of people who get a lot of end up broke do stupid shit with their money. This man did the stupidest, stupidest and the best. I, he lived, he loved, and he laughed. Yes. So that's Michael Carroll, and <laughs> he is one of my heroes now. The, the only thing he said he'd do differently is he would have kept his job as a bin man. <laughs> that's, that's it. Maybe the real jackpot was the orgies he had along the way. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Yeah. That guy's, that guy's a fucking legend. You know, yeah. Absolute gotta, bowler. Yeah. Mad pay, lad. Pay respects to, you know, he, he lived, he lived life hard. Um, all right, Lachlan, do you want to, do you want to tell us about your guy? I do. Oh. Uh, so I'm going to speak about William Budd post the third. Oh, yes. Right. So born in 1939 in Pennsylvania, William Post lived a hard life. As if being born into a Great Depression, World War II era world wasn't bad enough already. At age eight, Post's mother died and his father immediately sent him to an orphanage. Oh, God. <laughs> Never able to hold down a steady job, Post spent various Poor parts family. of his life <laughs> working in kitchens, the circus, driving trucks and selling paintings. At one point, he even went to prison for issuing invalid checks. That's foreshadowing, by the way. Oh, here we go. One day in 1988, at age 49 and almost completely broke, Post decided to try his luck and bought a ticket for the Pennsylvania State Lottery, leaving just $2.46 in his bank account. He did, however, have a bank account. (laughs) Richy Rich. His bank account, however, unlike his childhood, would not be empty for long. (laughs) Post's ticket was one of two winners of the $32 million jackpot. He opted to divide his $16.2 million win into payments of $497,953.47 to be paid annually for the next 26 years. Morgs, you want to uh, hit us with some quick maths to see how much he ended up with after tax? Shitloads. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Twelve point nine million after tax. Ooh, uh, so two weeks after receiving his first payment, Post had spent over three hundred thousand dollars on "quote unquote" investments, such as a restaurant in Florida, a used car lot, and a twin-engine airplane. He did not have a pilot's license. <laughs> <laughs> yes. William Post was not one to be intimidated by the idea of annual payments. And just three months after his win, he was $500,000 in debt. <laughs> What's annual Debt, man? of course, is something only poor people worry about. So Post spent his next payment on a $395,000 mansion in Oil City. The most upsetting part of this story is that what buys you a mansion in 1989 doesn't buy you a three-bedroom house in 2019. <laughs> It was around this time that everyone who had ever met Post decided that they were entitled to some of Dat Skrilla. <laughs> Multiple family members convinced him to invest in their family uh, in their failing business ventures, and his brother hired a hitman to kill Post and his sixth wife, hoping to inherit what remained of the winnings. Oh, wow. Luckily for Anne Carpick, Post's ex-girlfriend and former landlady, the hitman was not successful. Claiming that Post had pawned one of her rings to buy the lottery ticket and agreed to split any winnings, Carpick oh. sued. After a three-year legal battle, the judge ruled that Carpick was entitled to one-third of the money. Oh. 
What? Flat broke and massively in debt, Post was ordered to turn over his 1992 annual payment in order to start making Carpic whole. Look, Post can refused. Can I, just, oh, yeah. can, I, can I just cut you off there? How does mm-hmm. the judge come to the conclusion that she gets a third? Surely it's a zero or a half. Yeah, you would think so, wouldn't you? What the fuck so, is that third about? Well, Post flat denied ever making that agreement. Um, so, well, it's zero. Zero. Prove yeah. it, bitch. Prove it. Yeah, I, I guess the judge was <laughs> like, all right, we'll meet halfway. She gets a third. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. <laughs> Poor dude. Just, don't worry. The judge is about to screw Post even harder. Oh. Uh, so uh, he refused to turn over his 1992 annual payment. And as a result, the Good judge ordered that all future payments be frozen. Oh, jeez. Oh. <laughs> now, getting sued is stressful, and stress can drive a man to do crazy things. <laughs> Post was once again summoned to court, this time on criminal charges for an alleged assault. He'd fired a shotgun at a debt collector who showed up at <laughs> his now-crumbling mansion. Yes. <laughs> Post was sentenced to 24 months in prison, but spent the coming years appealing the decision all the way up to the state Supreme Court. In 1996, wishing he'd never bought that damn ticket, Post came up with a plan to get himself out of debt. He sold his mansion for $65,000 and auctioned off his remaining lottery payments. The plan worked. Post was out of debt and left with $2.65 million. Old habits die hard, though. (laughs) Post promptly spent the money on two houses, a truck, three cars, two motorbikes, two 62-inch TVs, which now doesn't sound that big, but in 1997 is fucking huge. That is huge, yeah. Uh, A luxury camper van and a boat. Then, in 1998, (laughs) Post was arrested on his boat because he never served the sentence from his assault charge. (laughs) (laughs) When he finally got out of prison, he lived on a $450 a month disability pension, and at the ripe old age of 66, William Bud Post III died of respiratory failure, leaving behind seven ex-wives, nine children, and not a single cent of his $16.2 million lottery win. Oh my god. Wow. Good night, sweet prince. So, (laughs) in the space of 17 years, he went from being a multi-millionaire to dead and poor. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, if in 1988 you had told him he was going to end up, you know, living on $450 a month and dying alone, he probably would have gone, yeah, says Vera. I just noticed something there, Lachlan, when you, uh, you know, for the for the sake of the story, which was a very nice uh-huh. flourish, you called him William Bud Post Third. Yes. Which means that his father named him after him. Uh-huh. And, and gave him, gave him <laughs> to an orphanage. <laughs> you share a name with me and my father. You are the third <laughs> William Bud Post. But, you know, you can go to an orphanage against <laughs> your mum's <laughs> death. <laughs> Promptly abandoned And him. he was eight as well. So uh. he was old enough to know that he was being abandoned. <laughs> no. It wasn't like he was a baby. He wasn't like one or two and didn't really know what was going on. He knew what was happening. Jesus. How do you do that? <laughs> Just like, sorry, That's mate. cold as ice. That's oh. cold. That's right. Ice cold. Ice cold. Nah, this this guy, yeah, it sounds like he, he just had a shit run of it. I'm furious he at did. this judge. I'm furious. I oh. cannot believe that the judge gave that chick a third of his money. First of all, I know. 
Prove it's it, ridiculous. bitch. And second of all, I would respect the judge more if you gave her a half. If you totally bought her story and gave her a half, that makes sense. But to give her a third, what's that? It's saying like, well, well, you know, it could be true. I'm assuming that she had some really good lawyers working pro- uh, not pro bono, but uh, I don't know what the legal term is. Listeners, help me out here. But pre bono. Where- is it pre bono? <laughs> no. <I don't> know. <laughs> okay. Where they work for free until- they win, and then they get a share if of and, the- Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think that's pro bono. So, no, 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 that's pro totally bono is just free. free. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I'm assuming she had some really good no lawyers win, no working fee. for the money. Mm. <laughs> because, yeah, they must have fought hard to be able to pull that off yeah, one like, third of the winning. How do you even prove that? Like, doesn't- I don't know. I, I didn't find details of the case, but maybe they argued that, okay, maybe there wasn't an agreement, but- the money he used to buy the ticket was from her ring. I don't know. Doesn't mean nah. shit. He should have just bought her a new ring and said, thanks, bitch. Piss me off. Yeah. Here's your ring back. <laughs> Fuck. I'll buy it back. It was, I'll buy the whole goddamn only, pawn shop for it. He only pawned it for 40 bucks as well. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> that wasn't even much money. That's a huge, <laughs> like, that's great investment on her behalf. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Awesome return. <laughs> what, four million on, on 40 bucks? Yeah, that's right. It's <laughs> fucking crazy. <laughs> uh, okay, so should I should I go my story now? Yeah, jump. Yeah, jump hit us. Yeah. All right. So in two thousand two, Jack Whitaker claimed the three hundred and fifteen million dollar Powerball jackpot. Oh. At the time, the largest jackpot ever won with a single ticket. Uh, you'd have to think this guy was the luckiest man on the planet, but when all was said and done, he flatly stated, "I wish I'd torn that ticket up." So, what happened to old Jackie boy? Oh, no. Uh, Jack Whitaker was not a man who needed to play the lottery. Imagine the net worth of the average lottery player. I'm guessing it's usually below five figures and often, in fact, negative. I'm sure many of them are in debt. Jack Whitaker, however, had an eight-figure net worth. As Peter Thiel would say, he was a double-digit millionaire. <laughs> oh, really? Sorry about his. His net worth was $17 million, and therefore, he only played the lottery when the jackpot was over $100 million. That's how you make the big bucks, folks. Don't fritter your money away on pointless things. Well, you know, except for when the temptation is just simply too great. (laughs) As previously mentioned, the listed jackpot is not actually the cash that you get. The $315 million was the annuity value, and the lump sum cash value was $170 million. Jack took this, and after taxes, he pocketed $113 million. Not quite the $315 million jackpot, but still not a bad payday for Jack, and not a bad payday for the taxman, who literally got $57 million for doing absolutely nothing. Oh, Jesus Christ. Mm. That is highway robbery. That is fuck- bet- That's triggering. I'm triggered. <laughs> I bet Jack was really regretting signing that social contract now. Jack Whitaker... <laughs> Jack Whitaker shit was, on statists. <laughs> Jack Whitaker was quite generous with his money. As a man of God, a philanthropist, and, you know, just a good neighbor, he donated money to churches, started a foundation to feed and clothe the poor, and he dropped stacks and stacks of cash on the person who sold him the winning ticket. But trouble started brewing for Jack less than a year after winning the lottery. First, he had $545,000 stolen from his car while he was inside a strip club. Why was there $545,000 in his car? Wow, it's funny you asked that. When he was asked that by the police, he replied, because I can. (laughs) What a man. Uh, So perhaps he should have taken that suitcase in with him, but then again, he probably would have just gotten drunk and emptied his pockets on all the honeys anyway. 
It's what Brad would do considering his past performances at strip clubs. And let's be honest, if you won the $130 million lottery, uh, you'd probably spend half a mil on a wild night out as Let, well. Let's not uh, start airing dirty strip club laundry here, okay? <laughs> because we've all done some things that we regret. Maybe I haven't witnessed Lachlan do anything, but I've certainly witnessed you, Lachlan. <laughs> Uh, one of the one of the strip club honeys though was secretly plotting against him. Oh, Misty oh. Dawn, Misty Dawn had a long arduous career as a stripper, rising through the ranks to become the den mother to forty strippers. And with Justin- a name like Misty Dawn, you are destined to be a stripper. <laughs> it's either that or porn. Like you have no other career I don't options. Think that was her birth name. <laughs> yeah, who knows. <laughs> And uh, yeah, she became she became the den mother to forty strippers, and just in time for her stripper retirement at the ripe old age of twenty four. <laughs> so true. she she had Get the idea, on top. She had the idea of drugging Jack and stealing his money. Uh, she got arrested though. Uh, didn't actually get through with the plan. But, I mean, is this really the sort of character we want in charge of our strippers? Whatever happened to goddamn common decency? <laughs> luckily, luckily, she was caught and his money was safe for now. He lost another briefcase of cash in 2004 from his car when it was stolen again. But old Jack was Jack was older and wiser Only now. Once, shame on you. No, 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 no. <laughs> Jack was older and wiser now, Lachlan. Instead of leaving $545,000 in his car, he now only kept $200,000 in there. So, that's all the thieves got. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, what followed from here was a series of personal tragedies and legal issues that caused Jack a lot of grief. Jack had one daughter, Ginger, and Ginger had one daughter, Brandy. Jack loved his granddaughter, Brandy, very much. Too much, in fact. She was 16 and he gave her $2,000 per week. Oh now, what God. would a 16-year-old do with $2,000 per week? Oh, Jesus. The answer is drugs. Yes. Lots and lots of drugs. Her and her boyfriend became drug addicts, and it wasn't long before her boyfriend overdosed. This grief led Brandy further into the world of drugs to cope with her loss. She was found dead at 17 years old, wrapped in plastic, and dumped behind a van after she herself had overdosed. Oh, a tragic oh my end, God. A tragic end to a far too short life. Five years later, Brandy's mother, Jack's only daughter, was found dead in her home. These deaths took their toll. Jack's marriage couldn't survive the stress of these events, and his wife, Jewel, left him. Before he won the lottery, he was happily married. Oh, sorry. Does every single person around this man have a stripper name? <laughs> Jewel. <laughs> you got Misty Dawn, Ginger, Brandy, and Jewel. Oh, no. <laughs> Where marry, does this man live? You marry a stripper. Does he live... Does he live in Florida? I bet he does. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. Jewel is, yeah, Jewel, Brandy, Ginger, and uh, Misty Dawn tried to rub him. Um, <laughs> anyway, before he won the lottery, he was happily married with a loving daughter and granddaughter. Now he is rich and alone. The money had cursed Jack. Money has never meant anything to me, he said. Family is what is dear. Now he has lots of money and no family. Poor oh. Jack. Press F to pay respects. Oh. Yeah, poor Just feel sorry for him. Yeah, poor guy. Well, I mean, it's going to be his he own fault. He made some stupid, stupid mistakes, leaving five hundred forty-five thousand dollars and then two hundred thousand dollars in his car. But <laughs> I don't think he gives a shit about that. I think he made a huge yeah, mistake by giving his poor, sixteen-year-old two grand a oh, week. Absolutely, that's his own was, fault. But 
It was definitely a mistake, but he he clearly did it because he he loved her and he yeah, wanted yeah. to provide for her. Yeah, I'm sure it was coming from her. a good 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 place. Yeah, he but... wanted to give her a, a good life and you know get her all the things she wanted. Maybe but... maybe put it in a bank account there. Yeah, you got to yeah, put money 16 in the sixteen year olds can't for... be trusted. Yeah, exactly. You if buy I, him if a I car think about... or something like that, you yeah. don't buy, you don't give him like two grand and say here you go. Like, come yeah. on. If I think about what if I had money at sixteen like that, two k a week, oh. I'd be dead. Oh by now yeah, as well. I would have blown it. No worries, no question. <laughs> You've yeah. been having crazy parties and stuff. Yeah, I, like I said, I'd be dead by now. So yeah, well, she, <laughs> it was she died like you know a year and a half after this. Yeah, yeah well, she she didn't even make it to eighteen. He probably yeah, what probably gave her like one hundred and fifty thousand, and that's all it took to finish her off. Yeah. Oh <laughs> Jesus. Quite sad. Yeah. Um, another another guy that I was considering doing, but his story is a lot shorter. Is um Tom Christ who was playing golf while on holiday in 2013, and he got a call to say that he had won a $40 million jackpot. And he decided immediately to donate it all to charity, right there on the spot. He gave it to a cancer charity because two years ago, his wife had died of cancer. That's pretty generous, isn't it, guys? That's very generous. Well, you know, this dude had just retired after selling his business for $1.15 billion. Oh, jeez. Why why was he he in the lottery? (laughs) That's what I want to know. It pisses me off. (laughs) It's also what I'm thinking about uh, old Jack Whitaker. If you're you're a millionaire already, you you shouldn't be allowed to buy a ticket in the lottery. Yeah, that's that's for us um, plebs yeah, who are yeah. dreaming of having a $17 million net worth, yeah. like Jack Whitaker. Oh, I'm yeah. glad his daughter died now, actually. Oh, <laughs> <wow>. <laughs> And his granddaughter. This, this Tom Refer Chris to guy, the title, Brad is a bad person. <laughs> <laughs> this, um, this Tom Chris guy, though, I imagine he was playing golf on his holiday and he got a call for the $40 million and he was like... Why are you bothering me playing golf? I'm trying to have a game here. <laughs> just fucking give it away or some shit. Yeah, I don't get, get out of bed of for less than 150 million. Yeah, you would have been like, just give it away or some shit. And they're like, he's graciously decided to donate it to a cancer charity because his wife. <laughs> he would have been on the phone for a total of 30 seconds, told his assistant to fuck off, and they've come up with the backstory. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> Oh. Um, yeah, well, apparently the the answer to your question, Lachlan, is that this guy had a subscription to a lottery service and he had been buying tickets for years and years and years, not even thinking about it. It was just an auto-renewal subscription. Oh, what a fucking asshole. And, well, uh, when you got that much money, I suppose you don't notice, what, like 20 bucks a month coming out of your account or whatever. Yeah, so he said he occasionally received checks in the mail for like 10 or 20 bucks and that's how he remembered he was signed up because if he wasn't getting those checks, he would have just forgot. Um, yeah. But um, if he didn't get those checks, could you imagine somebody calling you and say you won $40 million? Because the first thing you'd go, the first thing you'd say would be like, you know, fuck off. I'm not falling for that. Yeah, of course. <laughs> All right, you Nigerian <laughs> prince. <laughs> yeah. I got I got a thing. I got a text message a while ago that said I'd won like 50 million pounds in some British lottery. Oh, uh, yeah. I got one of those like two weeks ago. It was It stood out to me because it said pounds. Yeah. Like, why would I win a British lottery? Maybe- Morgan, you won the lottery, and then when you didn't respond, they redrew it, and Lachlan won it. Yeah. <laughs> and you guys are both just, like, sitting on money. Like, yeah. You know. <laughs> uh. All right. Well, uh, you know, they're very interesting stories of uh, lottery winners, and I have uh, everybody's favorite segment, Morgan's Movie Review. Morgan. 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 
Morgan's movie review. Still yet to be proven that yeah. it's anyone's favourite segment. Yes, yeah, very, very debatable. It's my favourite segment. Uh, this is a movie about a woman who won the lottery and spent all her money. Could say wasted all her money. Welcome to me. 2014 is a very weird movie. Kristen Wiig plays Alice Klieg, a fucked up woman who wins the lottery and immediately goes off her medication. She funds her own talk show, which is like a uh, talk show slash variety hour sort of crazy TV show based on Oprah uh, as a complete indulgence of her narcissism. The film is listed in the genre comedy slash drama, and this is the perfect description of this movie. And it is fitting that the protagonist suffers from bipolar disorder because this movie switches with sudden jerks between outrageously funny and unbearably dark, between totally ridiculous and heartbreakingly tragic. You could cut out a few scenes and make this movie a straight comedy. You could also cut out a few scenes and make this movie a straight drama. It's very hard to get comfortable watching this movie. The lottery aspect was just a throwaway part at the beginning to give Alice the fun she needs to let her freak flag fly. As a rational man, I found it hilarious when she kept telling people that winning the lottery had nothing to do with luck. But as a mathematician, I was irrationally mad that the numbers on her lottery ticket came up in order. The Californian stack sweepstakes is a fake lottery where eight balls are randomly drawn from a set of balls labeled 1 to 59. The chance of winning with any one ticket is 1 in 2.2 billion. I am happy to believe that someone wins the lottery with such low odds. After all, every jackpot is eventually won by somebody. But the odds of those eight numbers coming up in that exact order is one in 89.4 trillion. (laughs) (laughs) Let me put that in perspective. Right now, choose a number from one to 89. If you're lucky enough to get that right, you can continue. Now choose a number from one to one million. If you somehow get that right, do it again. Select another number from 1 to 1 million. If you got those three numbers right in a row, congratulations, you've beat the 1 in 89 trillion odds. But I digress. Kristen Wiig is hilarious, and she once again proves herself as the queen of physical comedy. In this regard, she deserves a place among the greats of Jim Carrey, Michael Richards, John Cleese, and Rowan Atkinson. The thing she can do... The thing she can do with her body would make a gymnast, pole dancer, porn star contortionist blush. (laughs) (laughs) She carries this movie and there are enough genuinely hysterical moments to make the awkward and sad moments worth it. Just don't expect a straight comedy without any feels. Eight out of ten. Oh, that's quite right. Very good. Mm. Yeah, it was was good. It was a little intense to watch just because it switched like on a dime between hilarious and heartbreaking. Yeah. Much like the disorder of bipolar. Yeah. Oh, uh, good, uh, right yeah. essay on that. Yeah. Sound like a sound like a, a year eleven English teacher, Brad. <laughs> yeah, Brad. <laughs> Maybe I the am. The tone of the film shifted to portray her shifting mental <laughs> state. state. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Um. All right. So, uh, last question before Brad's power rankings. Uh, what would you guys do if you won the lottery? Have you been thinking about this? Yeah. Oh, f- for the last 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so if you won like $2 million, what would you do? Uh, $2 million, First of all, I'd like first thing I would do is pay off my mortgage. Um, Sensible. Probably, probably buy my wife and I some nice cars and, I don't know, invest whatever's left. Like $2 million isn't enough to- um, 
Like, you can't live on $2 million. It's, oh, you'd uh, kill two nice... people for it. It's not that big of a deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway, yeah, um, what, would you, what would you do with $20 million then? Let's say it was 20 20 uh, Buy a few houses? Yeah, I'd probably buy a much bigger, much nicer house in a much nicer area. <laughs> um, I'd, I'd, I'd still, I would still invest half of it. I'd invest $10 million and the other 10, I'd just like, you know, I'd buy a rich person stuff. Yeah, we've got <laughs> buy, jet yeah, skis buy, and buy like a boat and stuff. And, yeah, helicopter and uh, stuff like that. Weapons, flamethrowers. With what? Like what? Absolutely. 20 million? Yeah, for sure. Psh, can't afford a helicopter. Sure, okay. Oh, Second hand one. Maybe a shit one, yeah. Yeah, all right. What would you do, Brad? Uh, well, with like 2 million or 20 million? Or both? Ah, give us both. 2 million, just go to the cures, you know? <laughs> what? The Hures. <laughs> you and Michael Carolyn. Yeah, absolutely. No, um, I don't know. Do me and I just get a house and, you know, try and look after my family. But, you know, you could live off interest for a little bit if you're real smart with it. It's not like life alteringly huge. It's just nice, you know? Yeah. Uh, 20 million. Yeah, I'd Michael Carroll the fuck out of that. I'd be broke within <laughs> 10 years. <laughs> Absolutely. It broke within 10 months. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I couldn't. I mean, once you start spending, that's when it's, you've got to reel yourself back in, don't you? It's like with 2 million, it's like, I've got to be kind of responsible. With that's 20 million, it's like, it's never going to end. Yeah, you got to go, go to a financial advisor. <laughs> Boring. That's, no, that's, that's rich person stuff. That's how you go from new money to old money. Nah. Nah. Financial advisor. He'd advise me to fucking party on. <laughs> <laughs> advise you on the best trip. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm sure if you if you slipped him a fifty, he'd set aside like two million dollars for you to just blow. But you know, he's gonna gonna be sensible with it. Make sure your kids don't have to work. Yeah. What about you, Morgs? Um. Well, you know, all the boring stuff. I definitely buy a house and stuff. I think with twenty million dollars, I'd probably quit my job. Two million, I probably wouldn't quit my job. Oh, yeah, um, no, you can't quit your job for $2 million. Nah, unfortunately. Well, I mean, you can. If you wanted to just live a really meager life and just, like, solely your only intention was to never work again, you could probably... Brad's like, face quit. is lighting up. <laughs> you could probably <laughs> quit your job with $2 million and just live off that for the rest oh, of your yeah, life. Oh, yeah, if yeah. If you wanted to just be a hermit and play video games yeah. all the time. Definitely do that's that. right. But no, so, I think so actually, that's sounding better and better. Can I change my answer? Yeah, so if I won, if I won twenty million dollars, I would bankroll the three of us to make this podcast for a living, and uh, I just fucking oh, cram baby. it down everybody's throats. Like you, you, you know, I you don't want to hear it. Don't you know? There's going to be a full two minute ad, you know, between <laughs> in, during during the football halftime. I'm just going to play that four minute clip of my you know Diatlov <laughs> pass theory, and everybody in the country is going to watch it, and then they have to deal with it. Because I'm cramming this podcast down your throat whether you want to or not. Because you know, pay people to drive around the streets blasting it out of yeah. speakers at like three in the morning. <laughs> that's that's very. I'll buy a Super Bowl ad. No, actually, I need much more than twenty million dollars to. Look, that's very generous. I was going to make a joke about you getting like new batteries or some new circuit boards or something <laughs> like that, but I won't do that. Oh no, he'd go he'd go all solar with twenty million. <laughs> Yeah, I'd get a firmware upgrade. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. But anyway, life could be a dream. Shaboom, shaboom. <laughs> I can't believe you just <laughs> fucking did that. <laughs> I, I bought us each a lottery ticket 
in oh. this Tuesday, in this Tuesday's fifty million dollar jackpot. Did you actually? Oh, mom. Yeah. So um, today uh, is the 9th of June. Sunday night, 9th of June. Mm-hmm. The Tuesday coming is Tuesday the 11th of June, and there's a $50 million jackpot. I'm going to read the numbers out now, so uh, you guys will be they able to claim these tickets. Rigged. And I promise you, I'm going to each assign you one of these numbers here. I promise you that if these numbers come up, it's yours. You have full possession of that ticket oh. to cash in. I do not have it. You don't have to, you're not obliged to share any of the winnings And with it's me. recorded, it's so that's a verbal contract. Yeah, we have proof. Exactly. It's all yours. If this is ever played in court, I'll speak to the jury right now. Don't give me a cent. Oh. <laughs> don't, don't give him a third of the money. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, Lachlan, the numbers I got for you are 3, 21, 14, 20, 1, 18, 5. Now, right. uh, if you spell these out, you know, 1 is A, 2 is B, 3 is C. If you spell this okay. out, it is the word cunt ass because you're a <laughs> cunt ass. <laughs> Now, of course, the number S is the 18th letter of the alphabet, which I couldn't use twice. So, the last (laughs) S is a 5, but a 5 kind of looks like an S. Uh. So, you're a cunt ass. Lachlan, I've got... Sorry, Brad, I've got you 4, 15, 21, 3, 8, 5, 2, which spells out douche B. The B stands for Brad. (laughs) (laughs) And what numbers do you think I got for myself? Oh, no. Uh, something incredibly egotistical. Yeah. I got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> if, I, if my ticket wins, oh. I will get the word cuntas tattooed on me. Oh, <laughs> I oh. promise that. Take right, that Brad. to the bank. All right, I'll, all right. I'll, look, we're, all, we're all making verbal contracts. Yeah, look, I'll make one as well. I'll get douche B if mine wins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll go um, that far. I'll make that commitment. All right, cool. I'll uh, I'll post this ticket when the episode goes live, and maybe one of us will be a fifty millionaire, uh, but probably not. Uh, Brad, do you want to do you want to close this out with Brad's power rankings? Yeah, I will. Yeah, douche B. Gotta love that It's beautiful. So this week's uh, power rankings, I've noticed in the in the past that the last couple of weeks I've, I've been a little bit of rough, you know, just really angry. Mm. So I just, just a little bit. I'd go for a lighter theme and a bit bit more genuine this week. You know? Yeah. So top five things I'll buy when I win the lottery. Ah. On Tuesday, okay. apparently. Um, yeah, yeah. Funnily enough, <laughs> I use Tuesday's lottery as a reference with $50 million. Hey, uh-huh. there you go. Yeah, it's all coming together. Oslotto. Destiny. Yeah, the Oslotto, uh, yeah, on uh, Tuesday the 11th. Um, Number so- six, do a top six. Number six, get a tattoo douche bear. Number yeah. five. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Throw that one in there. Number five. <laughs> so, you're doing five. Yeah, number you go from five, five to, to one. one. One being the thing that I want to buy the most and- uh, we'll probably- okay, so five mm. you would probably buy, but not guaranteed, and one yeah. you, that would be the first thing you would buy. Yeah, basically. Okay, so number five is a life-size wearable Iron Man suit. <laughs> <laughs> now, it doesn't have the powers of Tony Stark's, <clears throat> but 
I did find one that is relatively cheap at only ten thousand uh, dollars. Oh. We can link it in in the description or what have you. But yeah, for for ten thousand dollars, you can own a life size wearable Iron Man suit. Uh, it is the Mark Seven version for anyone who's interesting interested. And uh, yeah, I, I'd buy it. Just the. You should be like those um those ethots that get like an Amazon wish list and like oh you can buy this for me. Well, I mean, <laughs> oh yeah. If anyone wants to buy these for me, they are welcome we'll, to. We'll put a should, we'll put a no, link to Brad, Brad's Amazon wish list in the let's, description. Let's do this. You make an Amazon wish list and we'll link to it. And if anybody wants to buy it for you, they can fucking do it. <laughs> All right. Well, so that's gonna check be the description. Our uh, millionaire listeners, <laughs> Elon Musk, talking to you, buddy. Can't ask. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Number four is a Harrier jump jet. Uh, <laughs> now, I, I just happened to come across this when I was just looking for cool shit to buy. And I can own one for the meagre sum of $1.5 million. Oh, wow. That is actually Navy way cheaper jet. than I thought it would be. Yeah. So, I saw it. I was like, I have it's to have this. I can't price. fly, but fuck it. Like. Didn't stop Bud Post from buying the plane. It is the ultimate flex. Like all those other millionaires out there, you know, getting to work in their helicopter. Psh, fuck you. I'm going to blast past you. Maybe I'll blow you up. I don't know. See how I'm feeling on the day. <laughs> fuck you all. I'm getting a Harrier jump jet. Uh, so, yeah, when I win the lottery on Tuesday, I'm not taking the road. Ropes are plebs. <laughs> I'm just going to park this in the backyard, lift off and take off. Where we're going, we don't need roads. Exactly. Um, number three. This is oddly specific, but I like Geelong, Lachlan. You know, you're shitting on it. Okay. Saying, oh, I don't want to live here. But I want to buy a house on a specific road in Geelong uh, called Gazipur Road because they've got giant double blocks. And I found one, they average for about $1.5 million. So I would I'd buy hmm. one of those. Uh, they're nice double blocks and they're lovely houses. And they're close to the ring road. So in the future, they're only going to go up in value. I'm a smart investor like that. So. Fuck you. And you'll never have to deal uh, with mail because no one can spell the street name. Exactly. Our listeners can't say this, but I'm shaking my head in disapproval. Nah, well, it's not your list, so fuck you. Um, <laughs> Do your own power rankings, Bozo. Exactly. Number two <laughs> is a 1971 XY GTO Ford Falcon Phase 3. Uh, nice. It is a classic muscle car and it gets all the ladies wet in their vaginas. Um, <laughs> uh, one of these the recently went for auction in mid 2018 for just over a million dollars uh first australian made production car to ever make me sold for over a million dollars so fun fact um and yeah. they are baller as fuck and i've wanted one since i was a kid my dad had uh, an xb which is not quite the same but very similar and it looks sick as fuck and he had to sell it yeah, when it i was born so, um so he had to sell it when you were born or yeah, because had, you were born? Well, when I when I was born because well because of me. It had no seatbelts in the back <gasps> and the baby capsule used to slide uh, around. Brad, so, your childhood is making more and more sense by the day. Yeah, that's why he hated, <laughs> hates me and abandoned me. So, <laughs> I don't blame him either. It's, it's sick fucking cut. I would have done the same thing. Um, <laughs> you will do the same thing. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> and the number one thing that I would buy... When I win the lottery on Tuesday is the respect and admiration I deserved, which <laughs> <laughs> the other other, other four things on this list were totaled about four and a, four, just over four million. I believe I can buy that respect and admiration for forty six million dollars. 
and to me it would be priceless. So, yes. Oh man, this this got real sad real fast. Ah, oh, brother. See, this is what I'm talking about. If I had like money to throw at you right now, you pricks wouldn't be making fun of me. <laughs> Fuck you. You could hire someone just to punch us in the yeah, back of the exactly. head every time we said something mean. Oh, I'll do terrible things. I'll buy up all the land around your house, Lachlan, and just fuck with you. I'll uh, I'll stick balloons out my chimney like that guy from Up after my <laughs> wife has tragically miscarried and died. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, wow, that went dark. That movie should have been called Down because yeah. it was so fucking depressing. It was. <laughs> so- <laughs> oh shit! All right, are we done? Yeah, we're done. That's, that's I think it. we're done. All right, thank you, thank you for listening, everyone. We really, truly appreciate it. Um, share our episodes with your friends because it's fun to talk about how stupid we are. Um, rate and review us on iTunes, please. That really helps us out. And uh, head over to bradisabadperson.com where you can find everywhere that you can listen to us subscribe to us and follow us on social media uh, you can follow me separately on social media at Lachlan Glenn uh, I currently have more followers than our face uh, than our podcasts Twitter page so uh, just follow me and then I'll retweet the podcast tweets and then you'll see them uh, and with all the extra with all the content. extra hilarious tweets that I make uh, at like 11.30 in the morning because I'm not at work. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got. That's all I got. Thanks for listening, guys. All right. And just remember, you got to be in it to win it. Said he